Hello listeners, welcome back. And for those of you who are tuning in for the first time, hang on to your seats or wherever you're listening to this episode, you are in for a fantastic conversation. Today, I'm delighted to be beaming in all the way from Germany, Miss Anil Atlas Brag. She's a serial entrepreneur. She is the co-founder of Turboflow NFT Agency. It's the first in the field creating NFT formats and projects with an interdisciplinary approach in entertainment, business, science, arts, culture, well-being, among many other things. This company focuses on the realm of real and digital world source codes to generate the genuine projects for now and the future. Anil also works for Dreamland app, Breath Hub Kids app, in addition to being the author of Breathe With Me, Breathing and Mindful Games for Kids and Adults. Wow, listeners, we had an absolutely fascinating conversation heading down the world of NFTs, which she gave me a little insight in. She also talked about the drive in a life, the drive to be autonomous in life. So we discussed how much she believed in her dream and how she shifted her mindset to become comfortable in her own skin. We talked about some of the other initiatives that she's involved in because she has so much energy and she's just a firecracker involved in so many things. We talked about how she developed Breathing Games to create digital harmony in her life among many other fascinating projects as you can imagine. We went on to talk about her grandfather one of the biggest mentors in her life and the impact he had in shaping the trajectory that she's on today. We also talk about some self-care tips, what keeps her grounded every day, what puts a pep in her step, and I'm not going to give it too much away. Listeners, if you enjoy this episode, at the end of it, Be sure to share it with a friend because you never know what a conversational blessing that's going to be for someone. And without any further ado, let's get into this amazing, fascinating conversation with Anil. Welcome, Anil. Hello. Thank you for inviting me. It's such a pleasure talking to you right now. Me too. I am super stoked that you agreed to come on this episode because it's really awesome to have a serial entrepreneur on this program, a mom, an author, among many other hats that you wear. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So let's get into it. Let's get our listeners acquainted with Anil. 
How did you become the woman that you are today? Wow, that's a deep, deep question to start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, let me go to my childhood then. Yeah. So because it also makes us uh, as a woman. <laughs> and uh, my father's side come from Balkans and my Macedonia and my mom's side from Greece. So I grew up in Smyrna, a city yeah. near to Asian Sea very happy childhood playing with my grandma and grandpa very independent little girl and for the university i moved to istanbul a bigger and a chaotic city to study economics and afterwards my banking career has started in an investment bank then london i love london by the way i made my <laughs> masters there mathematical finance and it applications and I was about to stay after my studies. However, September 11 happened. So chaos again, financial crisis all over. And you know what? I'm very grateful to any kind of crisis in my life because I always created something new and I found a way to survive in a better way. <laughs> That's amazing. I Thank you. So we, we will talk about many crises, I think, today, because I, when I look at uh, the actually how I grew up and how I ended up as a woman in tech. So I see that very many pain points uh, in my life and then Citibank investment banking, selling derivative instruments to VIP clients. It was not definitely for me. I know that. And then business development in tech startups, San Francisco, Silicon Valley, expertise in e-commerce, internet advertising, affiliate marketing in Europe's number one companies, to be the only women in 25 country managers. Wow. <laughs> so having all those positive and negative aspects, being a woman in tech business, and in all between, falling in love pursuing joy and love in life, marriage and moving to Germany, Frankfurt to start a new life again. And uh, so basically I have an executive leadership experience with more than 20 years leading at multinational companies and high growth organizations. But other than e-commerce and internet advertising that I've mentioned, my main areas in those days are wellness technology and lately NFT art and digital art. So I can say that I'm somebody who can combine the data story and human story. And I love it. You know, so I'm a storyteller, I can say. <laughs> that is amazing. Absolutely excellent. I love the, you know, the fact that you fell in love and went to Germany. You notice I'm not focusing on all the big tech stuff, but it's awesome. And I know right now that you are an entrepreneur. So let's just yeah. rewind and tell us why you became an entrepreneur. I think my strong abilities are to see patterns and connect the dots, navigate simplicity and clarity and complex information and manage through today's paradox. So um, track record of keeping the user experience at the heart together with calculated risk-taking experimentation, constant curiosity like a kitten and external orientation pushing startups to scale ups like hashtag be ahead of the curve supporting the business to grow and people to thrive 
So um, I think many entrepreneurship stories in hand. Uh, I love working independent. So this is also one of the basic reasons to be uh, to be an entrepreneur. Yes. And I don't have, and I'm not a founder of only one company. So this is the problem with me. So I, I have, I'm just doing many projects in one hand and uh, dealing with different companies in one hand. Um, so I'm the co-founder of Turboslov NFT agency. So it's first in its field, a platform for creative minds. So we create NFT formats and projects with an interdisciplinary approach in entertainment business science, arts, culture, well-being, blockchain, and immersive technology, like with unlimited realities, and uh, and focus on the realm of real and digital world source code. So to generate the genuine projects for now and future. And also I'm the founder of Breathing Games for adults, kids, and teenagers. So I believe when we get closer to digital world, we forget to breathe. And my book, Breathe With Me, starts with those wisest words of Chi Nhat Han, breathe your own life. Oh, wow. This is deep. This is deep. So you are blazingly shrill as it relates to NFT development. And to my listeners, we're going to break down what NFT is. And also, we will also talk about your company, Breathing Games, and how that is impacting, you know, human beings um, around the world, as you mentioned, adult kids and teens, which is your, your target market. So let's start with, you know, Turbo Slow NFT agency. Tell us a little about a little bit about what is NFT and why are you doing this right now? Okay, let me talk about the project actually. Uh, I, how we have started to do these things. Uh, because I've been working in digital um, agencies and digital projects all my life nearly. And, uh, and my brother also lives in Brussels, in Belgium. So he's a video artist and he, he also has a digital agency. So we've been talking actually with him for years about my breathing career, and what we could do together. We were helping each other, but not in one room, basically. But in March, I was going to Brussels to see my brother, whom I had not seen for a long time because of pandemics. And I was shocked by the news of a newly mutated virus from France. So Belgium had decided to close its borders and Germany had put in place new measures that made traveling even more complicated. Then, in this chaotic situation, after some breathwork and meditation sessions that <laughs> breathe with me NFT projects, yeah. digital art projects emerged. So, um, in fact, many concepts uh, that we have been talking about for years with my brother, Atil, was united by crypto art, collectibles, NFT, and yeah, breathe with me. So, in this rare digital art project, the cities and locations have been selected according to the results of a research made with 1,000 people from 40 countries. So the participants have been asked questions like, when everything is back to normal and you have enough money to spend, where would you like to go in the world? So which travel destinations are most tempting for you? So 
the project carries the traces of the human story and the data, data story. And um, the examples of that air canned NFTs include Times Square, Moulin Rouge, Trevi Fountain, Atomium, Big Ben, Central Bank Park, and in Japan, Inokashira Onshi Park. Actually, if everything got normal, I was really planning to go to Japan this year and uh, see those amazing gardens and uh, be in the Olympics, but everything has been canceled, yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah. So, yeah. And um, actually, uh, by representing those physical assets in this digital world, NFTs uh, have the potential to be an important component not only of the blockchain ecosystem, but also the whole economy. So it's very exciting that we are creating new, innovative and unique products using this promising technology. Uh, I believe that interdisciplinary thinking and creating enrich our work a lot. So um, I can say uh, those new markets and new economies are like e-commerce before. Like, when Jeff Bezos really started that Amazon project, she were actually his intention was selling his wife's book and then CDs and then uh, videos and that in those blockbuster uh, era. Uh, and now actually we are doing the same and um, this is kind of NFTs and blockchain uh, is a new kind of payment systems for us. And for most of the people, this is kind of like a big Ben. So we don't know what it is about. When we did this project with my brother, all my friends asked me, Anil, what is NFT? What is that blockchain? It looks nice and interesting and creative, but we have no idea. But by this way, they just learned about it. So uh, okay. we just made the light and uh, in people's minds, and I'm very happy about it. That's good. That's good. And where would, uh, you know, our friendly listeners find out more information about this? Oh, uh, people can go to an NFT marketplace. Those marketplaces are like eBay, let's say. There are buyers and sellers. So we are a seller, we are a creator, and we are looking for investors. And uh, people can find this project in OpenSea.io. So when they type TurboSlov and Breathe With Me, they will see our project. And it's fun. <laughs> All right. So let's get into Breathe With Me, right? You wrote a book about this. What inspired yeah. you to do that? Actually, it's a nice story. Because while I've been working in, in those digital industry for years i've been in those projects mostly like 15 hours a day or sometimes 18 hours a day yeah i've been yeah in front of screen and i felt at the end um my attention level is just decreasing something is happening to me i'm getting you know losing my temper very easily so uh I'm, I was proud of that I'm a multitasking person, but it's not going anywhere. And plus, I can't breathe properly. So I've been searching for my, actually for my health, that what I could do better. 
And then I, I come up with some breathing exercises and mindfulness and meditations. And then I got deeper, more Vipassana meditations and retreats and everything. And uh, actually, I've been following my breath. <laughs> so it was so much fun for me. And uh, I kind of created a digital harmony in my life by doing this. So in this world, in, in this moment in life, I believe that technological awareness and breath awareness are the most um, valuable gifts that we can give to our children. Uh, because when we do it in that way, and when we actually, um, let me put it in, in that way. So um, I call this, in my book, I call this digital apnea. Because when we look at the screens that much, so we hold our breath or we have, we have very shallow breaths. Uh, what it means that <laughs> when we hold our breath, uh, our brain just says, uh, okay, there's a threat. So you should stop or freeze or, you know, in the psychological moment. So this makes actually gives us a hidden stress factor like technology, like digital screens. So as much as we do this more and more often, actually we lose our breathing capacity, breathing hygiene, and also uh, this affects our attention very much so. So my actually um, solution to this is playing some breathing games. Because life is so complicated and fast, we don't even have time to breathe ourselves, not even five minutes, doing five minutes meditations or something. So uh, even there are thousands of meditation apps in those days. Uh, to me, it's easier to play some games with our kids. And uh, so I started playing some games with the kids and teenagers, and then it became kind of a methodology. So I wrote my book, uh, Breathe With Me, uh, in 2018. So everybody can find it on Amazon. And uh, But even in three years time, so many things have changed in our lives, right? So I'm also uh, making a new edition for the book and I'm really writing the book again. So um, people can find in it that uh, why we need to breathe consciously in this uh, Instagram age. So, and why we need to do that they can find in the book. And now I'm rewriting the book, actually another version of it, the new edition. Uh, according to uh, after the pandemic and what we are really uh, having right now. So um, uh, basically in the book, people will find uh, the answers of why we need to keep breathing and conscious breathing and uh, why we need to actually play those games, those breathing games, those mindful games, mindful games with the children uh, in this Instagram age. Well, that's absolutely fascinating. I love that you're focused on that. And you know, when you said there are thousands and thousands of 
of, of meditation experiences that we can all experience. True story. I, you know, started meditating only this past January. Before that, I could not get into it. Um, and I think it was, you know, just sitting and breathing or lying down and focusing on breath. I had a hard time doing it. And um, this year I only did it because it was Oprah and Deepak, right? And I love <laughs> Oprah. So, yeah, me too. I love it. <laughs> so yeah. I started and now I am doing it, right? And um, I, I love that you incorporate games because I think for somebody like me, I need to have those games. And you're a mom, I'm a mom. And for my yeah. kids, like they're such, you know, digital agents, you know, they, they're, they're into their iPads and, you know, and now a bit of video game already and they're not even 10 yet, right? So I definitely want to incorporate some good breathing exercises in there. So this is absolutely fascinating to me as well as a mom. Oh, thank you for hearing that. Actually, I'm also creating content, some wellness tech applications, and I'm consulting them as a strategy of the kids sections. So um, Breath Up is a very global one, and Dreamland is another one. So I write also meditations and uh, some breathing games for the sound apps. Actually, when they came to me first, I was like, it's okay for a meditation, but for a breathing game? It was not easy for me to, to adapt it to a sound app. So, yes. uh, so it, was, it was really fun for me during all those process, uh, but we managed it. So you can, you can find all those, most of those breathing games. And uh, also there are uh, very interesting meditations uh, uh, with breathing uh, for different age groups, like four to 12 years old in Breath Up, they can find it. Oh, excellent. Thank you so much for that resource. I'm going to drop it in the show notes because my listeners will definitely love this as well. Awesome. So <laughs> I love that, you know, you started and you said you're a storyteller and curiosity drives you. So let's talk about some of those career pivots which you've had. Oh, yeah, my pivots. I'm really a curious person and I like asking questions. And I have realized that just asking questions are not enough. Actually, there is always a better way of asking the right questions to whom, when, and why you ask those questions. So, and uh, sometimes asking questions, not just to people, but also to the nature, to a wise tree, to a river, to a mountain, just ask and try to listen it. And listening is a bliss. And I am a very audio person, by the way. So I learn a lot from kids that I've been working with and, uh, and from my son. My son is my North Star. And as a curious person, other than searching on the internet, I like searching in me, searching in my motherhood, searching in my male and female competencies. So. Actually, I can tell that uh, to, to our audiences, basics are also bliss for any business. Okay. And, we tend, yeah, we, and we tend to forget the basics in this chaotic business life. That's why I love reading children's stories and I write fairy tales for children to improve my simplicity skills. 
So when I got married and moved to Frankfurt, I got a job offer from Facebook. So it was such a good opportunity seven years ago. And the same day I made a pregnancy test and woohoo, I got pregnant. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. Two in one. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, there were two choices for me. Uh, working in Facebook or looking at a tree and searching my in myself with my baby and I have chosen the second one and I have created a new business line and a parallel career for myself with rating games uh, I mean by this and I'm very confident about my decision and everyone including my father have told me that this was a lifetime career opportunity and I'm full if I do not work on Facebook work in Facebook I mean, the point is asking the right questions at the right time and just listening to my heart was the biggest pivot in my life. And uh, I have really enjoyed every minute of my decision and very happy to listen to the big tree in our garden rather than listening to my father. <laughs> <laughs> you are so funny, Anil. I love your bravery and I love how you believed in yourself and believed in your ability and went, you know, for your dream and what was inside your heart. That's absolutely amazing. No, oh, thank you. Yeah. So another thing, you know, you, you mentioned earlier, which got me a little curious, right? It's autonomy, your quest for autonomy. Why is that important to you as an individual? Oh, yeah, <laughs> why not? <laughs> so um, actually, um, there are stories in life that, uh, in my life, when I look at my career, uh, that in 2008, I lost my job, okay? So I was the e-commerce director of an international company and because of the global crisis in the company, uh, they implemented a downsizing policy and CEO said, because I created a great system, so they do yes. not need me anymore. Mm -hmm. So it was a shock at the beginning and it was a big relief afterwards because mm -hmm. I started to work on my first book project. And I wrote my first business book called e-commerce to tsunami effect on sales. And it was a huge success. And my consultancy and training career has started by this way. So those crises, those interesting moments in life, actually, thank you for them. It just gave me a momentum to make a new start. And I believe that the universe really supports the action. And I'm an action person. So I like learning on the way. So I like learning in the process. So it's good to make plans all the time. And this is a very German mind, which I, when I started to learn German, <laughs> this is also very funny. Yeah. Um, my mind really has shifted in a different kind of a mindset uh, because it yeah. was different from English and from my mother tango, mm -hmm. uh, which is not, which is also people think that German really, uh, you know, uh, familiar also with the English, yeah. but it's not just like that. It is really a difficult language, I must say, not that easy. And uh, 
at the time I really learned, I, I really realized and learned that, okay, planning, systematic life and uh, structure uh, in the business and also in any language, these are very good, but sometimes we lose ourselves too much planning. Yeah. So it's good to go action. Mm-hmm. You're right. With a lot of planning, you know, there's less spontaneity and yeah. um, there's, you know, less opportunity to pivot on a dime sort of thing and, and take a risk in doing yeah. something. Wowza, Anil. So many gems here. You are dropping here for our listeners. I am so excited. You know, in life, you've had many, many, many pivots. And we all know that people touch us along the way. Can you think of one particular person that changed the trajectory of your life and positively impacted you? Yeah, my grandpa, definitely. He's still my biggest mentor in life. And uh, he's been working till his last breath. And I feel his light in my heart. So, I mean, he's very precious to me. Uh, And from time to time, I look at his um, photographs and I still uh, find myself talking to him. So, uh, and uh, whatever he has done uh, in his life. uh, So he also has worked for children. And I think that's one of the reasons which I'm trying to create a business. And not just only business, an impactful and meaningful, you know, um, uh, um, uh, business for for also for the children and uh, for for the parents and for schools and for teachers for that kind of people. And uh, yeah, my grandpa was a teacher, <laughs> as far as you can understand. Wow. And. Uh, yeah, and Futurist Ufuk Tarhan, she is uh, uh, she's one of my great mentors, and I'm inspired by her a lot. One day she told me that if you can talk, you can write too. And that day my writing career has started. So besides I have a bucket list of 10 people, I always get their feedback to lighten up my pad, my May. Uh, and as I said, my son is my North Star. My husband and my brother are my mirrors and I appreciate what they think. And I honestly, I'm very open to criticism and I'm not afraid asking people around me and my mentors in life. I'm also in some professional women's circles like Heart to Heart, Global Women Tech, Women Looking for Their Tribe. So uh, these are actually uh, uh, foods for thoughts for me. Uh, all the time and uh, I get feedback from them so uh, that's what I can say. Why do you think it's important to get feedback from you know so many diverse people you know you've got your family um, you've got your husband and your brother but you're also involved in different groups right? Why, Why is it important to be surrounded by diverse perspectives? Because I'm, they know me. Because I, uh, when when I ask the right questions to the people, so they just tell you about yourself and about and 
they show you your path uh, better than you sometimes. Uh, and uh, plus, um, I do many things in one hand. I'm not just doing one business. So uh, that's why I need different perspectives in life uh, from women tech, from my husband, from my parents, and uh, also from my son from time to time. Uh, this is really making myself rich. Uh, this is something that I cannot buy with a credit card, you know, uh, or even a Bitcoin or an Ethereum. Uh, valuable feedbacks are the most precious things in our lives. If, the, if, if they are coming, uh, especially uh, from the trustworthy persons around us. So that's what I believe though. Thank you for that. Um, I, I, I really um, admire that perspective and you know, your approach in, in taking and building multiple different projects into businesses, it, it's, it's really good. And from that, I want to ask, you know, what is your superpower? Wow. <laughs> As I said, I'm an action-oriented person. Uh, I learn on the way. I think test, learn, adapt, move are my motors, if, if this is a superpower. I guess this is another reason I love working with tech startups. Uh, and as a second superpower, I think I can say that simplicity and clarity in complex information. Uh, so finding all those stuff and to work in interdisciplinary approach uh, as future of art and digital and making all those things in a sphere, in, in all one. So to me, th these are, this sounds very exciting to me. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Test, learn, adapt and move. Wowzer, this is awesome. <laughs> you know, as an entrepreneur, as a, a leader, you know, how, how important is building strong team cultures? Because I imagine with, with building the different assets that you've built so far, um, yeah. that you've worked in a lot of different teams or with various yeah. people. Yeah. I think it's important, not just in business, also in family, in the class, at school, in our private lives, with our friends, and also at work, in business. So to me, real and honest relationships and communication can lead a strong team culture. And, and for, for the last years, it's more important to me, diversity and digital ethics. Uh, our most important values for me in a team. So how we should really behave, I mean, and write in our emails, I mean, to be kind to each other and uh, to be patient mostly, uh, I think. So these are very important values uh, to me to build strong, uh, strong team cultures. And of course, to go to the same vision, mission. Uh, but the thing is, those, those things can change even in six months time. So we should really question our ikigai uh, maybe every six months where I'm really going and 
where is my team going? Where is my company going? Our needs and vision and mission and what do really we want in life really match, very really fit in that sense. These are very important. And we should also question ourselves and question our leaders and the team, the coworkers, and also the company from time to time we work, uh, we are working in. Wow, so there's lots of concepts that you, you, you pulled out there in terms of, you know, digital ethics, right? Um, given the current stage that we're in where everything is flipped on its head in light of the pandemic, uh, so many more businesses, you know, have gone virtual with their teams and being able to communicate well is so important. So I like that you mentioned digital ethics, <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. and Another thing, you know, I wanted to ask is what has 2020 taught you? Because it was, everything just came to a screaming halt, you know, uh, this COVID pandemic, um, we weren't looking for it. It just appeared on our doorsteps. Yeah. It hasn't been easy for anybody, I think. I mean, for for the parents, for the children, for the teachers, and and for the bachelors, for the married people, so, <laughs> so for everyone in the world. So we've been really suffering at the beginning. And then we kind of accepted the situation and uh, yeah, what we could do with this situation. But uh, I think the biggest lesson for me where we know that we know nothing at all and trust the flow, let's trust the flow and dance with it because we have no idea what's going to happen tomorrow. And the, at the beginning, I was a bit afraid of dying and what will happen to my child and my family. I think most of the people felt in the same way. Yeah. You know what I started to do? I mean, to decrease my anxiety attacks, <laughs> <laughs> even as a meditation and breath worker, meditation teacher and a breath worker, I started to write for my child, for my son. So I was just writing what I feel. And then uh, also on the digital side, I started to make some files for him that some quotations, the things that I want to share with him. And I made a huge, you know, uh, Dropbox account with that. Wow. And now I feel more relieved that I'm feeling like, okay, even if I die tomorrow, which I, I don't want to, and I want to live. So uh, I'm going to leave him something special. Uh, so mama has, do has done something for him. And uh, yeah, I'm kind of proud of myself <laughs> for doing this. <laughs> well, that's absolutely wonderful. Cool. So, Thank you. yeah, I like that. Very, very, very cool. Um, so with technology trends right now, there's so many coming out. Of course, audio is, you know, big, right? What are the trends are you seeing in the tech industry? Oh, yeah. Actually, <laughs> yeah. I feel lucky about it because I work with the trends that I see in the future. 
like blockchain, NFT, digital art, and new economy, interdisciplinary digital projects, AR, VR, unlimited realities. Those are my favorites. But uh, wellness tech industry are going huge and the wearable tech products, which I love, like smart bras detecting cancer or earrings for women to decrease the hot flashes in menopause time. So I love supporting and working with that kind of startups for our health and well-being. I think uh, we should work on our health more and more uh, rather than before. And it's nothing to do with the pharmaceutical companies. So it's more about the digital and wearable tech products uh, to me. Uh, the most important thing in the future and future of health. Wow, absolutely fascinating wellness tech. You heard it here first, folks. (laughs) (laughs) So we've talked about a lot of things, Anil, and you are so fascinated fascinating i love that you wear multiple hats and involved in a in multiple projects so let's get a little bit personal because you know i know you talked about your your meditation that you do so what puts a pep in your step a pride in your stride when you wake up every day wow i know you love music too and uh, yes. i yeah i use the power of music a lot I mean, during the day to exchange and change my mood in a positive way. And uh, of course, meditation and breathing exercises, I love it. I, it's, I love breathing. <laughs> I love having conscious breaths mm-hmm. and with joy and positive energy. But I also like giggling my son in the morning and laugh together. Yeah. So, and to me, laughing is one of the best medicine to start the day um, for me. And uh, it actually comes from my mom. My mom used to say, I remember I was 10 or uh, around 10 years old. We were eating dinner and then she was saying, oh, kids, we haven't laughed together. I haven't heard any giggling today. So we were starting laughing. We used to start laughing all together. And, I love uh, it. I love it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very nice. And mm-hmm. it's the to me, it's the um, actually action of body. The body, what the body needs, actually you tell it and you show it. Mm-hmm. So uh, the body is very wise. Our bodies are very, very wise, and we should trust our bodies and we should listen to our bodies more than ever, not just listening <laughs> some other things and some other people around us. I absolutely um, agree with you. I know I have a lot of fun with my kids gigg- giggling. They bring yeah. me back to my childhood days and I love it so much, the tickles. Yeah. 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 So what, what music do you have you know, on your audio player? Um, actually, there are many. I love authentic music. I love spiritual music, meditation. I love jazz a lot. Uh, I listen to jazz a lot. But my theme song, I Will Survive. Woo-hoo. I love that song. And I love that song too. I, oh my goodness. <laughs> Yeah. Whenever I feel down and, uh, you know, my mood is a bit negative and I'm, go- I'm feeling like, okay, okay, Anil, 
you need that song again. And then I start just listening, listening that song, I would survive and I start dancing. And from time to time, because I'm writing a lot and, and uh, when I write from time to time, I stop and then I, st <laughs> I start dancing like five or 10 minutes and then I, <laughs> I start writing again. This is, very, this is a very good exercise actually when yeah. people are really to change the mood, to change the brain and, you, you know, uh, neurons are really on fire when you dance. So it's a good exercise to, for, for, for everybody. That's awesome. And in terms of, you know, any business leadership books, what would you recommend to our listeners? <laughs> so <laughs> this is funny maybe, but other than business books, I recommend some children's books to shift the mindset and to be more innovative and creative. I love this, this one, 365 Penguin. There are three colors in this book, black, white, and yellow, and it's bigger than normal format, but, and it's so much fun. So written by Jean-Luc Fromental and uh, Joël Olivier. And another one is Jumping Jack. This is a story of a horse. The horse cannot jump anymore. So it ends up, you know, going to so many doctors and at the end to a psychologist. So, but this is so funny. Yeah, from Germano Zulo Albertine. And lastly, my dear friends, Edda Tomelkran's latest book called Together. Uh, even legendary Brian Eno said about this book if I had to choose just one book that I want everybody of any age to read at this moment in time, this would be it. Really delightful book. So I recommend it to everybody. Wow, thank you. I love that you chose um, children's books. <laughs> um, that's really good. I'm going to check this out myself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and you know, right now in pandemic times, you know, there's so many people who are cooking in the kitchen, you know, and so what's cooking in your pot right now? What's your favorite food? My favorite food. I love veggies and I cook a lot of veggies and my husband is a, is a meat person. So he loves to eat meat all the time. So, yeah. uh, but in between we are, uh, I think it's uh, mostly veggies, salad and fish. I don't have, I'm, I'm not a very good cook, but when I cook, I feel really five senses in my life. So, uh, and I feel more productive and creative. So just the idea sometimes pouring in me, it's kind of a meditative state, cooking for me. I maybe sometimes I'm burning the food, but I'm writing something. So it's very funny. <laughs> wow, that's absolutely fascinating. That's awesome. Yeah, so that's where you get your creativity boost. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. all right this was such a fabulous conversation Anil and we could go on and on but um, we have to stop here so do you have any last words for our listeners right now um actually um if they went to catch only one sentence from all of those podcasts I can say that the universe supports the action. So try to enjoy the process other than end of the road and just enjoy. 
Thank you so much, Anil. So awesome. So many gems. I really appreciate you coming on to share with our listeners today. Oh, thank you. It was such a lovely, uh, I, I just had a lovely time and uh, you are such a shining star. Thank you. If our listeners want to continue the conversation with you, how can they connect with you? Oh, I'm all over social media. So they can find me on Instagram, YouTube, and also Facebook with my name, Anil Altasbrook. And they can just jump to, uh, to our website, www.turboslovenft.com. Listeners, was this an absolutely awesome conversation or what? Wow. If you love this episode, definitely follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever it is you listen on your audio player. We love our avid fans and we definitely want you to know when the next episode drops. Another thing you can do is to show us some pod love by heading over to Apple Podcasts, write us an honest review. We'd appreciate it. I know I would appreciate it as your host to hear what you think of this episode here today. Now, as we continue to build the Live with Irenia community, be sure to stay in touch and send an email to infolivewithirenia at gmail.com to be part of our community. As well, you can follow the Technostatter on Instagram to stay in touch with us via social media. And you can also follow my personal Twitter handle at Irenia Roussel. Yes, yes. Listeners, I appreciate you. I appreciate your time. As I mentioned in earlier on in the episode, take what you need. Take those golden nuggets for where you are in your stage, in your life and career journey. And definitely spread this message. Spread it across Canada and around the world. And most importantly, share it with a friend. Until next time. I hope you find your vibes in this new supernormal. I'm your host, Irina Roussel.